and welcome to another episode of Final Save Point podcast. This is episode number five. I'm Ben. Yeah, we've got episode numbers now because we are live. We've always had them, but now we're saying them with passion. Yeah, but now other people know what they are. They do. Yeah. So before, before they were just things that we recorded. Now they're, now they're actual <laughs> podcasts. So, so that's it. This is uh, yeah. We went live in the last seven days. Yes, uh, uh, at 14. 14 days? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's been a couple of weeks now. So, yeah, there's a uh, whopping, what, four episodes up for you to already listen four to? Up. This will be yeah. number five. So, and if you enjoy this, feel free to go back and listen to our slightly scrappier earlier efforts. But, yeah, uh, they'll get better each time. Plus, I'm gonna uh, we're going to start having a proper upload schedule so you can kind of look forward to them on a day or a couple of days a week, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Keep Always always keep them tense. On their toes. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to schedule. I, I want people to be like a wild card. People are like, you know, get an alert on their phone at two o'clock in the morning and say, oh, Mark's got something. Say, I better listen. Yeah, what's this sleep rubbish anyway? Yeah, yeah. Such a, such important uh, insight he's got on things <laughs> that uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. If you like, I say we've not long gone live, so if you want to say anything about the length of it or the content, you can speak <laughs> at, at us. If you want the oh. we're not doing phrasing. Oh. <laughs> I want to talk about the length of it, man. Seems to be whether I want to do <laughs> phrasing or not. I kind of just walk into it every single time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, obviously yeah. So get in touch. Uh, tell us what you think uh, at Save Final and yep. uh, at Save Point Ben. Go on Twitter, uh, or you can email me at finalsavemark at gmail dot com. I can't remember yeah. my email address. And if, if we get enough, we could also we'll have a mailbag at some point. So I mean, unless you just send us hate mail, we're not just going to read out. Well, maybe I, we'll, I kind of want that. Maybe we'll read out loads of hate mail. I would. I'd read. You're hate the one saying I've got to keep my swearing down, so we don't have to be explicit on podcast. <laughs> Of podcast services, you want to invite the internet to unleash their worst upon us. <laughs> oh, I don't think either of us have seen the internet's worst. Danger zone, Ben. Danger um, zone. I don't know. I like the the cuddly surface internet. Yeah, with the cuddly surface. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. It does in relation that was like to the geocities. So, oh, look at that! It's got a spinny gif and a good sparkles <laughs> in the background. And oh, it's playing their favourite tune. Look at the camp Spider-Man gif dancing. <laughs> Oh, isn't the world a wonderful place? Yeah, yeah. And then it, then it, went, it all went to shit with Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> you talk about a time when we thought we made quote unquote animations by making PowerPoint slideshows. Yeah. And something slide in from the left. Oh, uh, early flash animations. And flash it's not a flash animation. No, I mean, but no, it's still shit, early flash animations. <laughs> isn't that going? I read flash. flash has been long gone, right? I thought it's a, there, there's a. Uh, YouTube I watch is doing like a last hurrah with some Flash games. I don't know if this is the there's, final. Um, there's archivers that um, keep them all together online with uh, the launchers and stuff, but I think most websites stopped using Flash years ago, right? HTML5 put pay to that. I've got some pretty fond memories of Flash games. I was never massively into them, to be oh, fair. Alien Hominid. Um, I played Alien Hominid uh, HD on the Xbox. Skull Kid. Um, there was a shooter called Alien Instinct. There was uh, the the Punkomatic, which was like a music making software for punk. Okay. On Newgrounds, it was terrible. I played it loads. I know. I was gonna say it doesn't sound like a practical way to make punk music. It's not. Yeah. It's like the most basic like musical timeline. You just drag and drop one of four different noises in. So that's just a basic sequence. You've, you've probably got like thirty different combinations of song you could make. Yeah, uh, exactly. So about the same with Green Day then. So it, was, <laughs> it wasn't that bad in all fairness. Look, Green Day did pretty good with the three chords that they choose. <laughs> 
Oh, we looked, we'd looked we done a whole rock opera with him, didn't they? Pop Rocks and Coke's a great song. I think it's like four chords for the whole thing. Oh, was that on that Dookie? Or yeah, was that on one of so. the earlier ones? Mm, one, I can't, I can't, yeah, I don't remember my Green Day timeline that well. What, the Green Day, we forget, are old enough that they had a Greatest Hits album when I was in primary school. Yeah, yeah. Well, they their first album was like 89 or something, weren't yeah. it? On the, or their first EP was. That's least. crazy, because you think Green Day had a bit of a resurgence in like the mid-noughties, didn't they? Yeah, like after American, American Idiot. Idiot and like I say, whatever that rock opera and album And then was. they had like a Greatest Hits and then they kind of came back again after that. Yeah. So it's really weird to go back and think that, no, they, they kind of already had a big thing and then a Greatest Hits album and a... There's a good story in the No Effects biography about how they accidentally stole Billy Joe's van back in the day and like halfway through in the getaway, they suddenly turned around and realised he was sleeping in the back. <laughs> back when they both used to play at like Gilman Street in the LA. Damn. So their intention was to steal it without him. I think they thought it. it was someone else's van. I'm not entirely sure what the... Uh, like, I was going to say, <laughs> you just incriminated No Effects. It's in the book. It's in their biography. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they made it up. I mean, you know. Maybe not. That's punk rock. I'm pretty sure Green Day and I mean No Effects have got beef with plenty of bands, but I don't think Green Day's one of them. Green Day got beef with anyone? Are they really the sort of band that has beef? I don't I know. I mean, he's a, he's a bit prickly. I've heard Billy Joel. Joel. Billy Joel. Joel. Billy Joel. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's too much. We're watching Billy, the boys. He Billy, likes Billy, Billy Joel. Joel might well be. I think Billy Joel's meant to be alright. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the hilarious clip when they cut him short on like a? It was like one of these big shows, like MTV Music Show or something, and they cut him short. And he basically spent the rest of the song screaming at the crowd in the microphone. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just stopped everything because someone had had it on a screen. It was like two minutes left. He was like, I've been out for five minutes. Like two songs. <laughs> uh, no, I do remember when I saw Green Day at Reading, it was the year that 50 Cent got bottled off stage. So obviously his set had been cut short to like 15 minutes. So Green Day come out and did like two and a half hours to make up for it. Crazy. I would have seen 50 Cent. Uh, he wasn't bad, but it was hilarious how, I mean, we're seeing him at Reading and he's got this big intro video he plays before him set of him pulling up behind a club in his um, like limousine <laughs> and uh, him and all of his crew getting out, like <laughs> coming out on stage. Like, well, we know that's not true. We can see behind the stage. It's a festival. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, it, is he like bankrupt now, 50 Cent? I, don't, I haven't really heard anything of him. For I think, a yes, long I, time. so he had to sell his house or something I remember reading about not long ago. Ah. Uh. Is this one of those things though, where he had to sell his hundred million dollar house to get a fifty million dollar house? I think oh. so. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> who has to live in those circumstances? Yeah. It's unacceptable. I mean, who doesn't have a gold diamond encrusted shitter? He'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. He'll, he's living off that get rich or die trying money. I don't know. That's that's probably long gone. But <laughs> yeah, I, he might probably is. I, he might still make a decent um, like uh, royalties check off of uh, blood in the sand. <laughs> That was a good game. I mean, we need a remaster. Come on. For 50 cents sake, remaster Blood in the Sand, 4K, 60 FPS, HDR for the and next don't generation. don't censor it. It wasn't censored. No, but I can imagine I, it, it doesn't fit well now. Yeah. No, I, I mean, might... there is an excessive amount of swearing in that game. <laughs> in a funny way. How many N-bombs were dropped? Oh, that's so prob- many. That's probably what would be the issue these days. So many, man. So many. How racist was it towards the Arabs that stole his crystal skull, or whatever the plot was? I don't think that game's racist towards anyone. It's just everyone's beneath 50 Cent. 
<laughs> if he wants it, he'll get it and shout and shoot until he gets or it. Or he'll die trying. Yeah, or he'll die trying. <laughs> but the premise of that game is he did a gig and the guy was like, look, I don't have the money to give you, but I have this magic encrusted crystal skull. And How 50 did he know it was just like, or not just like glass? I, don't, I, I just made that up. I think it, it's like an encrusted skull, like okay. a gold one or something. And 50 Cent's just like, all right, yeah, sweet. He like picks it up and looks at it and like weighs it in his hand. He's like, "Yeah, this this is equivalent." Of Don't the you money know he's you a certified me. jeweler? Apparently, like, he he knows what all the different stones weigh. Like, <laughs> I assume that's what jewelers do. I that, and they've got those little eye glass things. I don't think it's adequate payment for a gig. Uh, it depends. Yeah, true. Oh, it might be. It might be like fifteen minutes, like he did at Reading. I think he probably just didn't want to look like he didn't know what he was talking about. So he was like, "Yeah, this is probably yeah. What's this about? Four point? Yeah, about four two million. Yeah, okay, we'll take it." Uh, I, I, I think you've been very unfair to the crack writing team that they assembled for Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. I don't think it was many more people beyond him and his friends. <laughs> that was one of the most profound pieces of gaming of its generation. It was. Like, <laughs> to, to be fair, it kind of was. Oh, it was. It was probably one of the worst examples. Of of the excesses of that era of gaming. I think it's a nightmare to make a video on because of the... Have many musicians or bands had great games made of them? I mean, people like Moonwalker on the 16-bit Sega platform, but I was never massive on it. I didn't mind that game. Yeah. Um, Kiss had a game on the Dreamcast, I believe, Psycho Circus. Uh, I'm not sure. Right. You can't really count Brutal Legend because they're not a real band. No, I've never actually played Brutal League. It's on Game Pass now. Yeah, I know. I was gonna. I've been waiting to give it a try um, until the Series X arrived. Because I tried of it for all the HDR and stuff. Maybe about added. half an hour. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't play very well, but it's funny. Okay, well like, maybe you might be Seems yeah. like Jack Black had a lot to do with it rather than just the voice. Isn't Jack Black doing stuff in um, Psychonauts as well too? I wouldn't surprise. He was in the trailer singing. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just singing. Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so that brings us to I guess the big news this week it's the next gen has begun yeah sort of well the current gen has begun in I guess in some now. parts of the world it's begun well one next gen console is available money is yeah true yeah. Just getting, and getting jelly with your delay for a week no I'm fine yeah <laughs> I'm fine I just reconfirmed that I currently have the hardware to run everything so that's fine yeah, yeah. that's fine but yeah, are you just buying the PlayStation Five so when it gets there, you can chat at it till it's shit? No, I can Look. set it up next to my PC, play something, and go. Nah, still not as good. <laughs> You're gonna be one of them, are you? On yeah. the PC Master Race. Yeah, like. I bought it just to confirm that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's pretty big, pretty pretty big news. It's kind of exhausting, right? The amount that it's been everywhere at the moment. Um, it was exhausting up to the point that I got mine, yeah, and then I stopped paying attention to the internet and playing games instead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, so we yeah, have so the Xbox Series consoles have launched uh, worldwide, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some countries where it hasn't had an official launch yet. But no, and I know some like people are having trouble getting theirs. Yeah, they're, they're like weird places, like I don't know, Estonia. <laughs> What's weird about Estonia? I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine it's the first place anyone thinks of as like their biggest market. Ugh. You haven't seen that interview with Phil Spencer, where he praise the hell out of Estonia yeah it's like this is our one I could be record. wrong about it I don't know what countries is not actually available in it it probably is available in Estonia because it's part of Europe so but yeah officially unlike the PS5 it's sort of released everywhere today yes and yesterday yeah 
Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't record yesterday because I mean I'd still not finished downloading and installing everything onto my console yet. We were going to, but yeah, we'd yeah, some more it's, a little uh, bit of time to have some first on first hands on impressions. Yeah, so I mean it's I'm sure it's not much that you haven't seen everywhere because I mean they weren't shy about showing it off to the press a long time before launching compared to Sony in the PS five. No. I mean Digital Foundry had a video on it all the way back in like January or February, didn't they? Well, they we're we're to... normies, aren't we? We have to buy it with money. Well, at the moment, yeah. maybe, maybe next console launch, this podcast will be big enough that we'll get sent them. Or in like eight years. Yeah. Like for Is the... it going to be eight years or shorter? I think that it will just be a cycle of regular updates now. Probably. Like, the, like they did with the Pro and the X last gen, but it will just be, yeah, every sort of two, three years, you'll get a new version using new functionality and the games will be guaranteed to work for like the last, I don't know, two or three iterations or something. Mm. Yeah, you've had sort of a um, few hours yesterday and a few hours today. Just get your get your hands on it. Yeah, so around. I yeah I like it. It's not massively different from the uh, the Xbox One X in terms of like functionality and stuff like that. I it's a nice unit. I quite mm. like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, compared to the PS Five. I, I don't know what they were thinking with that. Look, maybe it's it's a grower. It'll grow on me. It, just it has to. I've spent 450 quid. It just doesn't look like it belongs in an entertainment cabinet. At least this is like, oh, it's a square. I've got one of those flat entertainment cabinets and everything right now is perfect. Yeah. And this is going to ruin everything. Yeah. Use geometric <laughs> shapes, Sony. Like, that's how things stack. <laughs> well, I don't know whether to get rid of my Xbox to make space for it, my little 1S. I did, I did tweet out the other day, I feel like I kind of need to give it a hug at this point. Well, I mean, you can still technically play it if you want your one yeah, for the time being, right? But it's like the little underdog. Yeah. The little console. Plus, I mean, could... what are we going to play things like Vermintide online on? Yeah, true. Yeah. Do I need to see how that runs on the Series X now? Well, they need to pull their finger out and just start making their PC and Xbox console Game Pass stuff exclusive. Uh, cross, cross-platform play definitely seems like it'll be a lot more common this generation. I mean, we just saw earlier today that Minecraft Dungeons is getting cross-platform play. And bear in mind, that's a first-party Microsoft game. Well, we actually utilised it, didn't we, a little while ago when we were playing Squadrons? Yes, that was quite good yeah. uh, between PC, Handy. PlayStation, VR and PC version. Well, if it wasn't there, we wouldn't be able to play I think VR, VR games tend to be cross-platform because it's a, such a small user base in comparison to a console and PC to begin with that they need the people online. Maybe. But it's not like an exclusive VR, is it? It's like no, it's not an exclusive VR title. But I think a lot of it are probably buying it. But a lot of people probably bought it for that. Mm. I specifically bought it because I can play it in VR. I kind of did. It just turns out it's not that great. In yeah, hopefully I'll get VR. patched and sorted out soon. Maybe mm. I still think that maybe it's me. I'd, and my so settings. I do wonder whether the old with the Series X is going to get some kind of support from Microsoft, like mixed reality headsets, at some point. Haven't they found data miners have found references to it? What in the code? Yeah. Well, probably because it's built on Windows, right? So. Pretty big at the moment. Mm. Pretty big. Well, you leave your options open, right? Mm. Always leave your so options open. So you got, um, you got Yakuza. Yeah. So I wasn't planning to get a launch title. Obviously, after Halo slipped, and there aren't that many. Even on the PlayStation, there aren't that many like oh, true. Yeah, this you know, like a, just gods to honest true. This is just made for the next this console. PlayStation's got what? Is Godfall coming out for last gen? Um, I'm not too sure. Oh, is that just next gen? So it's kind of a it's a next gen exclusive. It's not really a console exclusive. It's kind of a bit of. So a is it coming out on PC next week? 
my, this week. Honestly, I'm not too sure about Godfall. Yeah. Because I know Godfall's obviously one game. I mean, the, the Xbox specifically doesn't have any exclusives because of the way that they've Microsoft kind of designed to work with the smart delivery and the cross-gen sort of yeah. gaming, right? Whereas even with the PlayStation, I think uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure, Miles Morales, a Demon few... Souls. Yeah, Bug Snacks. Quite a few games are coming out. Oh, you can out. kind of count that um, Astro Bot Playroom as well. From what I've heard, it's quite a nice little... That's an exclusive, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what, it's pretty much a stat in Dark Souls, right? That aren't coming out on... Yeah. And Godfall. That aren't coming out on other consoles or other gens. Is Demon Souls not coming out on PS4? Oh, no, I believe Demon Souls is entirely PS5 oh, okay. exclusive. Uh, um, I mean, it's a common thing, isn't it? When a new console comes out, there's normally a bit of a scarcity of yeah but i mean games, it feels but... it's not like there's not a lot of games to play on these consoles this time because there's a whole going back and trying old games with more computing power behind them mm. which has proved interesting already today yeah, yeah. we did have some tried some stuff mm. so that's yeah it's a very weird generation but that's what i mean about the sort of iterative updates that i think consoles are going to become now so i don't think the whole idea of leaving behind a market of like you know millions like 100 million odd players on the ps5 is a great idea for sony at the moment i well, think yeah. they're notoriously worse at that than microsoft yeah. have been yeah especially for third parties as well yeah um because obviously yeah it's the playstation 5 is probably going to sell well this year but it's going to it, consoles always take a while to find their user bases mm. um so yeah, I do think that that's what we're going to see more like going forward because that will definitely maximise the potential for developers and publishers in terms of audience. Would have been nice, I think, with both consoles to just see a few more boundary pushing. Yeah, like one really. I mean, even good... something like um, well, Miles you like Morales is kind of meant I think to be a really to do good that. technical achievement on uh, PS5, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was already a technical achievement, like the original one on PS4. Yeah, I mean, how the, much more. the thing is, it's also a testament to kind of what people squeezed out of the last consoles. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like yeah, Gears, for example, Gears of War Five, which I haven't had a chance to try yet because it's still currently downloading. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you weren't aware, it's yeah. massive. Yeah, you know, all the games. <laughs> it's massive. I, I mean, like I said, I honestly feel that I I don't have the greatest internet. I can't get fibre to property. I can only get fibre to cabinets, so my internet caps out about forty megs, which I get that most of the time, but it's downloading all these games in one mass download over the last two days has convinced me that I'm not ready for a digital console I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. It's a nice like buffer. If you've got a console with a disk drive, it's nice to be able to At least the first stuff. thing I could do... Oh, yeah, literally, while I everything else was in the download list when I first got it, the first yeah. thing I did was whack the Tony Hawk's disk in. Yeah, and you can just do um, stuff while it's... Yeah, happening. obviously, I could install that from disk. Um, which is handy as well, because Tony Hawk's, like, it, that was... Uh, kind of a revelation how quick it loads now we did try the um, multiplayer briefly on that split screen yeah unfortunately I assume that must mean that that's capped at 30 yeah. right that's probably a processing thing it's not like a graphics thing it's well that's the thing it's all very complicated the way it works if the game is if the game hasn't been patched to take advantage of the new console hardware and configuration then it will only run at whatever it was capped at before so any game that's got a capped 30 frame rate, the games will still be locked to that. But games that have got an uncapped frame rate will now usually push 60 because they've just got more brute force behind them with the new consoles. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think if people are going to get confused, I think with all the different ways that backwards compatibility works and enhancements work and stuff like that. But yeah. I kind of wonder how important is that to the layman customer in comparison to like massive nerds like us? <laughs> oh yeah. 
Well, Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I mean, it's going back and seeing the loading times on old Xbox One games. It's crazy. Um, even Yakuza, what was it, five seconds? Yeah, from yeah, well, title From clicking continue to be in, in, in the open world earlier. Mm. It's crazy. Like, how, how are you finding that so far? Because that's the, a, a, a disc copy of like a game that's out on next-gen consoles. So that's like an... Yeah, so really, Yaku- an I would say Yakuza is my game. launch title as such. Because I, like I, say, I wasn't going to buy a launch title at first because originally I thought, well, we'll have Halo on Game Pass on day one and then that slipped. And then I thought, well, Cyberpunk's going to be out the week after, so I'll just <laughs> wait for that. And then that slipped. Yep. Um, um, and obviously even the medium slipped, which I think is a genuine Xbox Series X exclusive. Okay. I don't think that's because that's third party. That's not Microsoft. No. Um, so I don't think that is coming out on any last gen machines, and it's timed exclusive, so it won't be on the PlayStation for a while. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so in the end, I've well, decided to buy Yakuza. Why not? Mm. You can't really go wrong with a Yakuza yeah. game. Which is weird because I have played three Yakuza's already this year. That's it out after years of trying to get used to them on the PlayStation, I've, they suddenly started dumping them on Game Pass and all of a sudden I've discovered a love for the series. Maybe it's just the fact that you, you're out, outwardly paying money for Yeah, but I've never, paid for one. I've never paid for one anyway. I've always got one like PlayStation Plus. True. And never be able There's to... been a couple. I've I'll be honest, six, I think. To be fair, the only ones I've tried in the past were Yakuza 5, I believe, on the PlayStation 3, which wasn't great. Um, in terms of it technically wasn't great because mm. obviously it was running on the PS3 weaker hardware it ran on the old engine didn't it um, so it wasn't as impressive and then I tried Kiwami the first Kiwami when we got it on PlayStation Plus and I, I, I didn't really hook onto that on the PlayStation but yeah when I tried Yakuza 0 which is the first one to come out on Xbox like, that just hooked me um, and yes I am I was worried about being yakuza out but this is quite a big departure from the series how's it How's it in terms of like looks? Um, Does it look like a next gen game. Uh, it's hard to tell what looks like a next yeah, gen game because it's it the lines like, are blurred a lot these it's days. It's such a minor. A lot of stuff is such minor sort of increments in terms of it. I mean, it looks nice. Those games have always looked nice in terms of how full the world feels. Yeah, if you know what I mean, the amount of detail and stuff. But it, looking at like uh, the textures and the signs on shops and stuff, now they look a lot more readable. Than say um, the ones did back on PlayStation Four mm. when I remember playing them on there. Um, it definitely looks cleaner than Kiwami Two did when I played that earlier this year. And obviously, you have the ability to run it in sixty frames a second by dropping to fourteen forty rendering. So that's quite nice. But yeah, whether it's the next, it looks like a next end game or not. I don't know who's to say what a next end game should look like. You are. Yeah. It's your product, so you decide. <laughs> Yes, maybe because I mean, at least, <laughs> at least it can hold a 4K30. For, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it looked nice. I saw you playing it for a bit briefly earlier. The, look... the thing is, character models and facial animation in Yakuza have looked really good for years. Yeah, because of their, they've obviously their focus on the cinematic aspects. I think as well, it's a lot of the main characters. I don't know. They kind of have a standing face. Yeah, they're very stylized. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh... Like Kiryu, do you? Uh, don't, no one needs to animate him laughing or smiling. No, that's the difference. The character in this one is a lot more personable than Kiru was. Yeah, you can already tell that by his face on the front cover. Yeah, he's um, he's a bit more outgoing, a bit more shows a bit more emotion. Yeah. Oh, I like him. I like him. So Ichibana Kasaga, I think Kasaga. Ichi. Yeah, Ichi. He's got the same hair as Ichi the Killer as well. 
Yeah. Well, that that's actually a bit of a joke in the game where like he uh, he always gets perms and then uh, he goes into prison for eighteen years, comes out, tries to get a perm, and the uh, hairdressers don't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> like, there's quite a lot of weird humour in it. The reason it's turned into a turn-based RPG is because he used to really like RPGs as like a kid, played loads of Dragon Quest, so he looked he viewed all of his battles like that, <laughs> and that's why the game plays like a JRPG now. Like, that's, that's a great excuse. Wait, yeah. does that mean that Kiryu really likes like Street Fighter? I don't know. He's never really expressed much of a taste for games, right? apart from the ones you played in the arcades. He doesn't really express a lot of taste for much of anything at all. Making money? He likes pocket car racing in the first... Tight in suits. Zero and Zero One. I mean, he does the these things. I, I, I wouldn't say he looks like he's ever enjoying them. I don't know. He seems to really enjoy the kart racing. And uh, the not karaoke. kart racing, sorry. The pocket he, car racing. He gets into the karaoke as well. He does get into the karaoke, In the yeah. like, hilarious music video stuff in the background. But yeah, so uh, the change to a turn-based RPG was... It's interesting. I, I don't dislike it. It still looks really nice. Is it classic turn-based RPG? Pretty much, yeah. As opposed to sort of one of these hybrid action ones? Uh, the camera moves around and there's a lot of stylized uh, moves and stuff. But yeah, it's you can't control the characters or move them around while you're in combat. It's all menu-driven. Okay. Is everyone like a class? You have jo- There's a job system. Oh. I haven't fully unlocked it as yet, but there is a job system. Cool. So, yeah. I'm intrigued. I, to be fair, I've played about five hours of it, but being a Yakuza game, that is just long enough to get me to the city where most of the game is set. And of course, a JRPG as well. So. And also a JRPG. Yeah. So yeah, I don't take, know how... Add those two together, you're probably 10 hours or so before you hit the most, opening that's credits. That's the weird thing, because most Yakuza games I've been done with in about 25 to 35 hours yeah. once I've played early. So I can, this one might be like that. You might find that... Yeah, I just I, with the turn-based RPG stuff, I assume it might take longer. Because like, battles... I don't know. As, yeah. I, as I get older, I don't really want to spoil it for myself by looking at how long. No, it's no, for sure. Yeah. And it, the games like that vary wildly depending on your your own mileage, right? Yeah, it's that how much of the side content. Yeah, you know, I don't know do. if games that take 40, 50 hours are a bit much now. As I get older, I start thinking, ah, come <sighs> well, on. I can't remember the last game where getting through the plot and story would have taken that long. <sighs> the Witcher. Yeah, I didn't I think, mind it in that. No, I didn't mind it. In Although that, I did, I feel like I, that was probably the last time I really want that. I did play through The Witcher in, I think, at least three specific chunks, though, mm. of like a month, month and a bit each, and then before I finished it. Well, I, 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 again, I tweeted it out the other day that there's a lot of these metrics, like on Steam, that, that logs how long you've played. There's a news thing on the PlayStation that logs how long you've played. So I could always look it up, but then I ruin it consistently for myself by just leaving my games on pause and forgetting about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm an absolute nightmare for that. Oh, put it on rest mode. Yeah, I know. I just I, forget. I think it was like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch had some kind of bug when you put the console into sleep mode. And I remember after like the first week of having the game, I had a game time of into like 200 hours or so. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, <laughs> but I, um, we had a go at some of the other games. I had a go at Horizon 4 briefly earlier on your... Yeah, so I mean, obviously, we've looked at... I've tried to download every game I have access to via Game Pass or obviously owning it with uh, X and S enhancements. So we had a look... Falls of Horizon, which definitely looks better than I remember it looking on the series. No, sorry, on the Xbox One X. Get ready to do that a lot. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell exactly what it was that made it look nicer. No, it looks it's nice, like, but the thing is with those games, they always have looked nice. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's something about more detail. Maybe like it's holding a steadier 4K in a dynamic frame rate. Uh, yeah. Sorry, dynamic resolution. I mean, it's always been 60, yeah. for example. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're adding new lighting. I don't know. As I say, I've never played the PC version like you have, so it's really difficult. Because like I, 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 it's different. A fourteen forty p high refresh rate monitor on a Display Port looks different to a HD TV. 
Yeah. It's just it just looks different. It's hard to really without having one next to the other. It's hard um, to really judge. Yeah, and uh, we tried Soul Calibur because that is a game that had infamously long load times when and we it used to play. Constantly like hang. Yeah. Would hang yeah. on the character selection. Yeah, when we used to play multiplayer games, and that seems the SSD seems to have sorted that right out. Yeah, yeah. that was like noticeable difference, like properly noticeable difference. Mm. And I can't wait for. I'll talk about it a bit more later. But there's a game I've been playing recently, and I timed the loading screen from the main menu from hitting continue to being boots on the ground in game was over four minutes. That's unreal. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, to be honest with you, if you want to talk about what you've been playing now, I don't. Have, oh, it's not I don't have more to say about Yakuza. It's, I feel like I should give it more time before yeah, really yeah. deeply commenting on well, it. Well, a lot of what we did, because you only got the console through yesterday, and I'm going to talk about a game that I only really got um, yesterday. Or the yeah, but at least before. you only had to install one game. I mean, I've, I like, would have had it installed the night before if it showed up. I bought it on Uplay or Ubisoft Connects or whatever it is, and it didn't show up until the next morning. Really? So I couldn't even preload it. That's lame. It is. Yeah. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock at night, which is why I didn't really. Yeah. Support ticket, all that rubbish. I was like, uh, yeah, you, you, I'll go to sleep and wake do, up. And do all of that for the sake of playing it for twenty minutes, then go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or the idea was to put on preload while I slept. Yeah, yeah. Computer Well, that's the thing. I mean, I didn't get the Xbox till it was for about half one or so yesterday. By the time it got delivered, after Amazon mucking me about with all the different <laughs> delivery dates and stuff, still don't know what was going on there. But I'm just happy it arrived on time in the end. Um, so yeah, so by the time I got it updated and logged in and everything kind of installed and downloading, yeah, I've only got a couple of hours of Yakuza in last night. Uh, I had a look at a couple of other things, and then yeah, obviously played a few more hours today. Um, but yeah, keep keep an eye on us. We'll have another um, episode out shortly with some more in depth impressions on the. the yes, yeah, we'll definitely tonight. be a lot of next gen talking the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So yeah, so did you want to talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've had another weeks? big release. It's not all been hardware related. There's been a couple of games that have come out, namely Assassin's Creed, um, Watch Dogs, Ubisoft have had a pretty busy week or two well i mean they're almost a de facto launch titles for this this new gen aren't they seems to be yeah especially watchdogs where they're really pushing this ray tracing and yeah which does look quite nice in all the videos i haven't really seen a lot of the videos i should have a look Mm, it it looks good even a bit overused yeah but i opted i opted for assassin's creed valhalla which i bought on the pc um and i've been smashing that did i get that last night or the night before it would have been yesterday yesterday it came out right yesterday yeah, yeah so i had a pretty decent amount of time to play it yesterday last night and earlier today before i before we started doing this i played it quite a lot and um yeah i was all i, I didn't even want to buy it really like i've said to you before every assassin's creed game if i get it i tend to regret it yeah i i, I didn't play one for years and then i bought odyssey and i played about 40 hours of that and i just read it was it was just pushing it in terms of how long the game was and yeah. i gave up at that point that's why I, I everyone gets to that point before I get to the end of the game mm. by quite a long way as well. I, I, not in the old ones. I used to complete the old ones a lot more. No, before and I went. found Origins a lot more forgiving than um, Odyssey was in that respect. It was mm. at least it seemed like there was less to do. Okay, you weren't just so overwhelmed. But yeah, I um yeah, like I say, I wasn't overly excited about getting it. But there have been some pretty positive reviews around it, and it's it's a next gen game that's also available on PC. So it's 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 a chance to get it and see if I can keep up still, hardware-wise. Yeah, yeah. £50 to see if I can keep up hardware-wise. <laughs> oh, yeah, and play a pretty good game as well. But um, so far, I'd probably say up six to eight hours, somewhere in that region. 
it's really good so far. Okay. I'm really enjoying it. Didn't think I would. Didn't think I was planning on watching some more films and stuff that you'd watched before I came around here, but I was playing Assassin's Creed until about one AM last night. I couldn't mm, that, could yeah. not tear myself away from it. The only the last time I had that with an Assassin's Creed game was Black Flag. Mm. And I don't know if you know, but this is the first one since then that's had that same writer. Okay. That, Interesting. that broke Black Flag. And you can you can definitely tell. Okay. I mean, I know the. So I think that it's safe to say that the two of us probably consider Black Flag like the high point of the series. Yeah, we've. I mean, you can't. Two, two is pretty great. Yeah, the Ezio trilogy. I'd yeah. say are probably my, one of my favorites. And even the first one, I guess, if you want to talk about legacy. It's yeah, pretty... I wasn't big on Assassin's Creed Three. I didn't mind Liberation no. like when I originally played it on the Vita back in the day. I mean, I played th- Three. Was one of those times when you you, you get towards the end of it and. Ugh. Mm. Oh God! Come on, man. Just yeah, just end. End. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where it really first. And even Black Flag was, and you know, maybe this one will at a certain point. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's maybe it's just personal personal taste. It seems like a refinement of this recent trilogy. So you had oranges, oranges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Assassin's Creed oranges. I'm going with it. That that tried it something new, took a two year break, tried something new. It's yeah, I, that's the one I haven't played. Admirable, and then Odyssey, which is near the same game with a few extra mechanics thrown in, but bloated, far hmm. too bloated. This one so far seems like a refinement. It's the same formula, but they've tweaked bits and pieces. Okay. What it reminds me of more than anything else is Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, that's is, interesting. Which, that- Exactly. Yeah. Which They've is both case... come out within like six months of one another. Yeah. <laughs> which are fittingly at the back end of a generation slash beginning of the next one, mm. and they're a refinement of last gen's game design. Even the generation before, I mean, you could push it and call both of the gameplay styles a little bit dated now, like the way they work with their open world. But um, you know, like if you the same thing in uh, Odyssey and or- Origins was question marks on the map. Yes, a yeah. huge map with question marks, and you go to the question mark, you see what it is. And it's both both of those games have, have come up with a more rewarding way of finding things. Okay, if that makes sense. I mean, granted, in Valhalla, it's kind of there are still marks on the map that you find, but they're not necessarily quite. You kind of know what they're going to be before you get there. Doesn't uh, does Assassin's Creed still have two modes like the the last one did? You could, what like future stuff as well? No, you could uh, you could set it to either have everything waypointed or you have to discover everything. It was a setting like that in Odyssey, I believe. I haven't seen it. Okay. It could do, though. It like, asked you that right at the very start of Odyssey. It was like immersive mode or game mode or something. I can't remember exactly. No, I, th- I haven't seen it. There may be an option. But there was so it. much on the map, I wouldn't have wanted to play it without the markers. Well, what, what, <laughs> yeah. it, what it tends to do, it, instead of like a question mark now, they're like glowing dots of two different colours. Okay. And the really bright glowing dots are stuff that are important. So that's like wealth towards upgrading your weapons or your town. Okay. And then you've got the slightly less glowing dots that you don't, you don't have to bother with. It's just extra money or some support supplies or something like that you don't have to if you get burnt out doing it you just move on um you remember the loot system in odyssey yes it was a bit overwhelming yeah like yeah too much stuff and you have to do that thing every now and then where you open your menu and break 500 million crappy oh yeah down. yeah definitely this one is it reminds me of god of war it's like you get one weapon okay but you don't find it on the floor you get them at different points or you buy them from the shop and that is and that weapon can be upgraded it's not level capped so it's not like that weapon will be shit you don't well should i upgrade it so you could find something good and conceivably keep that for the rest of the game exactly keep keep it upgraded every weapon can be upgraded to be on the same kind of plane as every other weapon 
That's good. So it's yeah. more like you, there is a two-handed axe, there is a one-handed axe, there is a slightly different one-handed axe, so you can dual-wield them. There's a, a flare, a sword. There's not like, you're not going to end up with 40 swords in your backpack. You might have one or two. And um, what have you gone with in terms of weapon? Uh, I'm kind of still trying to get used to it. I, the game's like that because it's it's not... Do you, it's like dance fighting is the old Assassin's Creed where it's so like nice yes. to look at. Yeah. This one kind of follows the same route as Odyssey where it's a bit more crash crash bang, R, like RPG real-time combat, yeah, like hitting yeah. stuff and, and life bars and stuff. But I'm just trying to get used to what... You, you can still do some pretty good reversals and stuff. You I can. Remembering that, yeah, yeah. But it's, as soon as you were fighting more than a couple of people, it started to get more complicated. It's not... Whereas in the old one, yeah, like you say, the kind of you could just reverse almost anyone around you. Or like Black Flag, where you could, if you reverse someone, it would then kickstart a kill streak where you could just one hit kill everyone yeah like 20 you. odd soldiers too easy. just taking them all down one after another <laughs> but yeah I'm, um, I'm just trying to experiment just because obviously you can have anything in each hand so you can have like one one handed axe or an axe and a shield or two axes or a morning star and axe or a giant two handed axe or a great sword there's a pretty pretty big variance in weapons it's nice to just change it up every now and then see what's what yeah because like i said there's no one that's redundant damage wise or level wise it just doesn't happen it doesn't the game doesn't work like that even if you haven't upgraded it you can feasibly use it at any point i mean in terms of plot how do like the vikings tie into the old assassin guild and stuff uh again a good point about this one is they introduced the assassins like not in the future in context of the viking time pretty early on okay um and they become pretty prominent like um one of one of the ways you upgrade your settlement is to build an assassin outpost right from the off. Okay. A couple of the main okay. characters, the main players, are there. Like the they're they're assassins. They kind of turn up with your brother. I won't give away too much of the story, but yeah, they um they turn up with your brother, and so they're kind of a constant. As opposed, to, I remember in Odyssey, it was a good few hours before you even heard the word assassin. I right? don't even know if I did hear it in the time. Yeah, because you become the whole when you have to hunt down the order of whatever they're called in Odyssey, where you uh, get that giant screen of people to kill. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's that's their version of assassin, and it's the same in this. No one said the word assassins yet. I think they call it like hidden, the hidden brotherhood or something like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, I remember <clears throat> it's called something like but that. But I guess because it's like an early version. Yeah, yeah, because I guess they wouldn't have become assassins till after they went to the Middle East. Probably, it's getting first. quite confusing as to like, like is, is that definitively time chronologically the earliest Assassin's Creed? What's that? The first one? No, because that's said during the Crusades, right? Which is what uh, twelve hundred or so. Okay, so like, so all of the, the no the, or, or, these or, new or, origins would be the. I mean, origins would be. The first canonically ancient Egypt, right? Then ancient Greece. That makes sense actually, because the first one it's all established. Now Vikings, which was what about seven hundred beasts? No, seven hundred AD. Yeah, or so. I believe I might be wrong on that. Historians, please let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then yeah, then it starts to get a bit weird because then so then yeah, I guess then it would be Assassin's Creed One with the Crusades. Mm. Then uh, then doesn't. Unit, you know, Unity opens up in the 1400s in the UK, but then it jumps to revolutionary France. So, yeah, yeah, I've got no idea. <laughs> I'm not. Plus, then you got to slot in all the comics and side stories as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, who knows what's canon anymore? I mean, one of the comics I read was the woman's assassin ancestor was an Incan. So, okay, that was that's intriguing. a long, long time ago. Yeah, so that would have been probably what about the same time as Egypt or before Egypt? Absolutely no idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, too to, many dates. Yeah, I'm gonna, so somebody's inevitably got like a two-hour-long Assassin's Creed full history <laughs> video on YouTube. I'm going to brush up <laughs> on it like before the next. Yeah. And these I don't watch when I work out. It's like I'm running <laughs> low on long videos on YouTube to watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it looks great. Obviously, of course it does. Of course it looks great. Assassin's Creed games always look great, right? Yeah, yeah. They're one of the games that just always look good, and it's a next-gen release, so yeah. I don't know what else to say. Well, what so do you want say, from me? It, it, it looks amazing. It is on my radar for the uh, one X, yeah, the Series X. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I've, yeah, I just thought Yakuza. It's you know, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. like Yakuza. It's something a bit different. Assassin's Creed. I'll be able to get for about fifteen quid in a few months. But it look, the thing is, it does look nice. But it looks nice in that open world way where you know, like Horizon Zero Dawn did the same thing, where people up close, they, there's something went yeah, off yeah. about the animation. Did you get the like places. the super duper gold edition? No, or no, or no, just a normal one. Just a normal. One. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's like ninety quid. Yeah. The gold edition. Didn't want some like exclusive. Well, the gold edition comes with all DLC as well. So yeah. How much so DLC bad. do they make for Assassin's Creed games? I don't know. Quite a lot. Okay. Odyssey had a chunk, right? It had like three extra I'm chapters. Come out a year ago. Had to, had to time to make all the DLC yeah, with this lot. one on the horizon as well. And apparently it's really good as well. Really? That's one of the big reasons why I bought the gold edition of Odyssey when it was on offer. And like, I just far enough to play the DLC. The game, so, <laughs> which is why I'm not making the same mistake this time. If I get to the end and I enjoy it, I may buy the extra DLC. Mm. But um, yeah, not a huge amount into it I've just landed there's like I, t- I, t- I messaged you last night and I'd been playing it for all that time and that's when I hit I mean they've kind of jokingly always had this problem right you play it for hours and hours and then it comes up with the title screen and it's the intro so you basically the whole prologue of the game is like a separate tiny little Assassin's Creed game yeah well I mean that was the big thing in 3 wasn't it when I did that for the first time yeah. you play like the first 7 chapters or something as um, his father and then you play as Connor later but yeah, it, it, I mean, the first couple of hours are in Norway, but once you get to Britain, it's that's 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 the game then, you know, like liberating Britain. Okay. But we live in England. It doesn't look like that. It looks amazing in the game. Looks it looks better. so nice. <laughs> yeah, but it, it I want to go to that. England. It wasn't spoiled with like, as much civilization <laughs> back then, was it? Like, <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't. I mean, yeah, like I say, faces and yeah, animations. Like especially I say, play Watchdogs and see if it still looks as nice in that. Maybe yeah. <laughs> but yeah, animations and stuff look wonky. But you could you can't. You can't help but just stop every now and then. It puts a photo mode in it, and I just, it's just, what am I doing? I can't remember in this game. Just stop and take another picture. It looks amazing. Better the PS5's yeah. got custom backgrounds now when it launches. <laughs> Has the four got that? It had, but it wasn't a need. It didn't have it originally. They added that in later. Like, <laughs> so it's one of those weird kind of things. Like you still can't add a custom background on the Switch, for example. There aren't there aren't XP boosts this time. You can't like buy XP boosts. And yeah, I think they've definitely learned their lesson. With they that. have, but there's yeah. still a cosmetic shop. I can still buy like shit for my horse. And oh, I don't understand who's buying that. I guess people. It's not even a multiplayer game. No, it's like literally you will get to go. Oh, look at that! Look at that bit of like livery that I put on my horse. Yeah, exactly. For a year, and then you'll buy the next Assassin's Creed. But it's nice that there's no buying resource packs or XP boosts. Well, that was the big thing that kind of like started to wind me up about Odyssey is that it started to feel like it was engineered and tweaked so that you'd level up really slowly unless you shelled out for them. Yeah. So you either had to do everything on the map. Or you shelled out, but it's, well, luckily yeah. we don't really have that problem. I'd like to see the cosmetic shop gone entirely, but yes. baby steps. Yeah, yeah, it's better for sure. Um, I mean, this is only specific to the PC version, but the scalability of the PC options are incredible. It's like two full scrolling pages of different graphical options. Some of them have adaptive modes, 
So you can turn the adaptive mode to 60 frames per second and it will on the fly change things like anti-aliasing and resolution to maintain 60. That's interesting. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've seen things like dynamic um, resolution on the consoles, but yeah, to do it the other way to main, dynamically change Let you choose else. what frames FPS you want. I mean, you can go low, you could have it set to 45 or 30, or you could go higher and have it do, yeah. do 120, but it's just... But even manually, it's so granular. You can go into it and I change it. I wonder if they're using something similar on the console versions then just with less tweakability <laughs> for the end user. Maybe. But mm. like Odyssey, I didn't play Odyssey on PC, but apparently it had the same thing. It's got a really great inbuilt benchmarking tool that monitors everything. Stuff that like MSI Afterburner and stuff always monitors. You can have that in-game and you can have that running while you're playing, not even just part of the yeah. benchmark. Yakuza has a high resolution mode or high frame. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's not, nice. that, not that I'm complaining. Not that I'm complaining. It's, not, it's, it's really nice to have because it, it just means that people that don't have beefy hardware can always find a compromise. Well, I do think scalability is going to be very important going forward because I mean, yeah. look at look at the difference in power of like the four different Xbox consoles Microsoft working across at the moment from the S, the, the, the well the One S all the way up to the Series X mm. with you know obviously the little steps in between. So, obviously, scalability is going to be important for that. So, I assume that low-end PCs will continue to be served for quite a while. For, yeah. You know, yeah. if you're making a game that works on the Xbox One S, then why not put those options into the PC version? Yeah. And it's just nice to it's nice to not be put off and think, like, well, I'm not going to be able to run that. Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if you'd be able to run that on quite a low-spec PC, just if you tweak all the settings and turn everything down. We should sign you into Steam on my one yeah, one just day to, to see how it kind of runs on here. Remember, it's Ubisoft Connect. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work the same way. You've got to download all of your programs onto your computer then. Oh, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> I'll just wait until the forget Xbox. Forget about it. I'll just wait until I get the Xbox version. <laughs> see how that runs. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last thing I wrote about my first impression so far, England looks better than England. <laughs> how is the old the, the immersiveness of the Viking scene? Yeah, great. Really, really good. I mean, I we've watched Vikings. I watched some of Vikings. More than a few strong vibes of that. Okay. I mean, it's set a little bit after when the TV show's set. So when you land in England, you're initially looking for Ragnar Lothbrok's original settlement that he started. Okay. And they've been there okay. for eight winters. So, they're, they're, I mean, the events of the show have happened and they've been there and they've settled and they've presumably been all converted to Christianity and become British people now. Yeah. That'll probably be a source of. Um, well, the Templars have always been linked to like Christianity and Catholicism throughout the series, right? So. That's another thing that they've dropped pretty early on, like the whole Templar angle. And do you, do you remember in the older Assassin's Creed games when you'd kill somebody important, it would go into some sort of third plane, different plane, where you would talk to them briefly. Yes. Before yeah. that, you'd like this doing that again. Okay. Only featuring some like Norse gods involved as well. It's all really good. I and, assume and that the Norse gods will probably end up being the future past gods, right? It could well be. Yeah. It could well, well be that. Yeah. Whatever, I mean, I've seen whatever their proper name is. I've seen representations of Odin, who's like an old man with a raven and a stick, and a couple of other people as well. So I've had a very brief bit. I was like, you can't suddenly add proper mystical gods into the series. So no, not... they're still in it, the weird ones. And I can't remember what they call them. I think Ansu or something like that. Like the forerunner type species, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I've had well, a very... Future past gods, as we've always called them. Yeah, future like, past gods. Because yeah. they're futuristic, but they live in the past. Well, I've had a, I've had a five-minute gameplay stint in the in the modern world where you wake up from the Animus. And Where's the... like the modern world bit set? Is that in it like, seems Norway to be or in Finland Northern... or something? Well, interestingly, I, I think from what I gather from what they're saying, it's set in North America. Okay. And that's where you found the bones of the character you're playing, okay. which historically doesn't make any sense because... 
no one from that part of the world was in North America that early on. There was. There were Vikings that got there early, weren't there? Maybe. Well, I don't know. I'm not, but in game, the guy was saying that she shouldn't be here. Or yeah, his I, phone shouldn't have been here at this time or something. I believe, yeah, there was... There was I, I don't know whether it's a kind of myth that some people believe or whether it is like actually proved that they, they reckon that at some point Vikings or Norsemen may have made it across and were trading with the uh, native tribes. But, yeah, I don't know how much truth there is to that. But um, it's not. There was a computer. I looked in it. I found some audio interviews with Desmond from way back when. Okay. Don't know if they're recorded extra, but it's definitely Nolan North still. <laughs> do you mean, just get, yeah. Sorry, we, we killed you. Killed your character like eight games ago. But yeah, do you want to come back and record some radio chat? Right. Do you know who the guy in Assassin's Creed is who will not go away and is in every single game, including this new one? It's that British bloke. The British oh, guy with glasses. Who's he, like the TV No, he wasn't in life. the very first one, was he? Oh, I'm sure he was. Didn't he? Wasn't he part of Desmond's crew in the second one? Onwards? I'm sure he was in the first one. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. I'm yeah, sure I know the guy you mean. The guy with glasses. He's like yeah. a presenter and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I guess first impressions are really good for an Assassin's Creed game. I have to say that because I really didn't enjoy Odyssey all that much. Mm. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to getting back up later and playing it. That's good. More yeah. for it's more good. hours. Um, I'm just going to chart this one here. I thought it's not a massive amount to say because I think it's been raved about by a few people already. But this was something I was playing on the Xbox on the run up to obviously the Series X turning up. It's a game called Iconfell. I don't know if you've heard or seen much about that. Sounds like something that could be from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Iconfell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of like this charming sort of little almost eight bit styled um, RPG. Um, it's basically like you play a girl who goes to visit her sister at a like witch or magic school that she goes to. Okay. Um, and then when you get there, there's been some kind of disaster, and the school's been locked down, and you get attacked by like ghosts outside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that somehow ends up unlocking like your latent power, and right. then it, you kind of go in and you're trying to solve the mystery of what happened to your sister. Um, but it's kind of turn-based tactical battles plays out like a grid-based system and as you go through it you slowly obviously get more people in your party uh, it's yeah it's quite a fun little game I mean, is it it's, a game pass? it is on game pass yeah okay. it's, I mean there's not really a huge amount to say about it but what it does do it does really competently and really charmingly the you know, the design and the graphical well work. we have to kind of go to these retro throwbacks to get our classic like that sort of game fix right because modern games don't kind of well, except that. for Yakuza which is now a JRPG turn based JRPG yeah. and but, a classic one which is yeah. which that's what I mean like the there are JRPGs but they all kind of have feel the need to balance action and but yeah it's um so I like though it's of course an indie title I don't think this uh, got a big development team and it looks like an indie title it's uh, published by Humble who I didn't even know were publishing games I knew they had the store but I think I've seen them before yeah. just can't think what on but yeah it's worth a look like I say if you like that kind of retro inspired indie stuff there's a couple of games on, on Game Pass yeah but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll should, I think it's only on console that one. Oh, I think I've seen it pop up on PC Have you or maybe it was on streaming on Android I'm not yeah, sure because okay. there's like three different pillars of Game Pass now isn't there <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's not a huge amount to say because it doesn't do anything um, out, like that out of the box or anything that original, but it's a nice, solid kind of uh, game. It's got that um, sort of Paper Mario thing to the battles as well where there's a lot of button press sort of prompts and timings to enhance your attacks and defend okay. better. So yeah, it's uh, good. What's the story like? It's been good so far. Um, I've probably played for about 10 hours or so of it. Uh, so I haven't got to the end, but so far it's been good. It seems like... 
you're slowly learning that things aren't quite what they sort of seem and the sister that you kind of looked up to was at the college might not have been 100% like uh, good and positive for the magic school she might well be responsible for the disaster that's happened so yeah it's um, definitely a recommend for giving it a shout I think I'll get around to playing that at mm. some point I don't think you would like it well a lot of the stuff I've been playing recently is kind of real time stuff so it might be nice to play a sort of classic mm. turn based RPG um, yeah I got one more quick thing that I did try and play for a bit I won't take long because I stopped it before long but um, I've had I've had Metro Exodus sitting on my shelf for a long time since launch I think I got it on launch and I couldn't get into it and then I tried again and couldn't get into it and this time I played it for a little bit longer and I still couldn't get into it which is a shame so it's a shame do you know what right it's a crying shame because it is a good game it's so well made the attention to detail is immense it still looks amazing I quite like where the story's going and the characters I, Metro 2033 and Last Light I played both of those and I love them both okay, I've, so I've, I've never played much of the I'd Metro I'd be happy series. to play through them again in fact I might do that at some point soon quite like them but it's probably um, worth waiting until you get your PS well, what do you want I mean they're old they're old gen anyway they're PS3 games yeah they might they? get an enhancement on maybe they've already been enhanced once right already and had a re-release <laughs> yeah, yeah probably so maybe that re-release will now get additional enhancements enhance yeah enhance yeah. enhance <laughs> <laughs> but um doesn't make the picture better it just zooms in <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I think it it kind of regrettably loses something when it goes semi-open world like that I really like when I think back to bits there are bits in like Last Light when you have uh, one of those old school rail cars that you have to pump to move yes, yeah, yeah. and you, you're on a rail track you can only go one way but you can constantly stop and well, there are tunnels well I thought that was the whole point of the game being called Metro is that it was all I mean, set in those the story of this one is oh wait the world's still here and we don't have to just be in the Metro so you're out and about a lot more Okay, it, it's the gameplay the gameplay is what lets it down for me there you're just wandering around and you get you're just getting attacked by these little dogs and it's fiddly and ammo's low i I know that's part of the game and the people that really like it are screaming that's how you're supposed to feel like that it just isn't fun (laughs) it's not that fun it was in the first two games in this one because you now you've got a big map and you've got to go over here so you might be well and you're getting attacked the whole way and you're using up all your resources and you get there you do the story bit like now go over here. I've got like no resources left. And then when I finally threw in the towel was like a story mission in a in a big a railway terminal and there were just these weird zombie things everywhere and I kept running out of ammo and it just wasn't that fun. I'm yeah. sorry everyone who loves Metro Exodus. Well, you never know, you there's a new stalker game coming out and then you might get your kind of Mate, Russian slash Eastern European <laughs> horror post apocalyptic <laughs> fix from that. God I could go back that I haven't ever tried playing that. I remember it being surprisingly difficult to run on, on that rig for what it is because it's quite an old game yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I might go back and try it apparently it's got some good mod support I don't know I've never played one either I just know that it's they're East, really I loose I just know that it's Eastern European post-apocalyptic horror <laughs> they're, they're really loose by that I mean you kind of start the game and they're like oh find this guy yeah yeah that's it Mm-hmm. And you have you make your, you make the game yourself from that point on. That's what the, the kind of audience that plays and wants, right? Yeah, yeah, there's something to be said for it. But yeah, I'm yeah sorry, but it's, it's a shame because I didn't dislike Metro Exodus, but then I did dislike it. If that makes sense, I should like it, but I don't pass. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of gaming this week. I mean, it's weird because we've kind of had a couple of weeks of like the calm before the storm, and then all of a sudden the levees broke and yeah. things just started dropping all over the place this week. <laughs> New consoles, you know, new big releases in various series. We got what the Destiny update, which I haven't even had a chance to 
look at yet. I, I mean, just, I haven't played Destiny in ages, but now it's on Game Pass. I've well, gone. I just spent a load of time kind of getting close to the top level again. And that is a new and update. Now, so I don't, so I don't. I'll but, get back to it. No, I'll go. I'll get on there and play some with you if you want to give it a go once. I've... Uh, but right, prop, props to them for having the whole cross account thing because I can play it with you on my Xbox One S, and then when I want to play it on my own, I can just like turn my chair and I can play it on the PC and carry on exactly where I left off from. Looking much better. Looking much better. Running much better. I mean, I mean it's in not. I in theory, it you could still jump back on the PlayStation, play it with the people yeah, in our, in our old fire team as well. Yeah. So yeah. I just wouldn't own any of the DLC. I still have the disc. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Well, I only own it because it's on Game Pass. So. And it's so confusing now. I'm not. I'm not sure what a vanilla Destiny Two disc would get you. Not much, because they've taken loads of content out but of the game. Get, they, they there would be there would be stuff that you you wouldn't own, but that's gone. Yes. But then there might be stuff that you do own, that's also gone. I we should put. Oh no, actually, because I'll still have the expansions because it's I've got I own the code, right? You can only use that once, though, right? Yeah, but I was gonna say I could go and look at the old PlayStation vanilla disc that I've got just to see out of interest what's there. But mm. yeah, it's not worth it's it. It's a lot of aggravation. It's not worth <laughs> it. Yeah, but um, we watched some stuff as well, didn't we? Well, I mean, uh, nothing uh, um, out of the ordinary apart from Couple one TV one shows. film. But it's uh, yeah, my weekly uh, Star Wars Star Trek. Friday competition. Yeah, did you want to start because you're the one that watched and know Star Trek? Yes, so obviously last Friday we saw episode two of season two of The Mandalorian and which I believe is called The Passenger, was it not? Sorry, episode, season two, episode two, chapter ten, The Passenger. Yes. (laughs) Of Mandalorian. Yes. And we also saw series three, episode four of um, Star Trek Discovery, which that's, uh, I believe it was called Forget Me Not, but I might be wrong about that. Um, and yeah, I would say that this week I actually found Discovery a lot stronger than Mandalorian, which is um, a turnabout from the previous week. Um, what do you think of the Mandalorian? I like it. I thought it was really, really good. It's a different... I mean, it's it's following a bombastic, over-hour-long opening episode to a, a series. Entirely different vibe. It Felt like a side, yeah. Like I don't an, know in a video game, like a little was, side jaunt that doesn't mean anything really. The thing is, I know I've praised the Mandalorian for its kind of the episodic nature of it before, but this one was just kind of a bit meh to me. It wasn't a bad episode. Everything I like about the Mandalorian was still there. Like I still cracked up a bunch of times. It still looks great. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like the people who made it realized that it's not that much of an important or impactful episode, so it sits comfortably just under forty minutes, yeah. which is nigh on half an hour. Less than last week's episode. It's crazy, really. So it's a yeah, saving, yeah. yeah. It's a saving grace that they can kind of time it. Because if this was stringent, you had like sixty minutes, sixty minutes, sixty. This could feel like an, a drawn out, a really padded out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was nice, fast clip. This episode. Uh... Yeah. But ultimately, I guess forgettable. Yeah, it was a bottle episode, really. I think if you didn't have the rest of Mandalorian to compare it to. It would be really, really good still. Yeah. It's only yeah. because it's not. I mean, like I say, it wasn't. Nothing about it was bad. It wasn't badly made, written, acted, produced. It didn't look bad. I mean, it just was a bit. Meh. As I'd say, whereas Star Trek, on the other hand, was. Yeah, it was a, it was a good episode. And I say that as someone who's not been big on Discovery for the first two series, this was probably could be my favourite episode so far okay yeah it's um, it was good it's interesting they've done a lot more with the characters now they've obviously characters more than like the you know Michael Burnham is actually getting a plot for example you know so they've realised it's, it's only taken two well they, they've realised it should be an ensemble show you know with a crew rather than one person that's yeah, um, yeah. amazing that saves the universe all the time 
Um, yeah, uh, they used continuity really well um, to, yeah, uh, as to get to plot developments within their own plot. So it felt like it fit within the Star Trek universe. Whereas obviously some of the earlier episodes have been a bit like, oh, yeah, you're bending things a bit to get where you want to get. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I'd uh, I'd say this week Discovery wins. Who knows? This Friday. So <laughs> either way, it's just it's kind of cool having a new entry in both franchises every Friday for the next few weeks. What did the? Do you remember the 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 main frog, the little frog thing from the Mandalorian? Yes, the frog what, lady. What did what did that remind you of? For me, it reminded me of. Do you remember that sitcom Dinosaurs? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, I used to watch that quite a lot when I was younger. Mm. It reminded me of the little baby one. Really? What? Yeah. The frog woman? Yes. Really? Yeah. The puppet face reminded me of oh, I have to go back and look again. Like, yeah. It did, I, I don't know. Sometimes I see something and I'm like, ah. Well, I was weird when you consider that there was literally no other speaking characters, really, apart from the Mandalorian in that and episode. The, and the woman. Well, only when she used the Richard Ayoade's voice, right? No, the... Um, oh, well, the woman at the yeah. start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It's always nice to hear Richard out. You had his voice. It's weird just to hear his voice for a robot assassin droid, though. Right. She called that bug thing Dr. Mandible. Yes. She did yes, it in a throwaway yeah. way, but can we just decide that it's canon that that is that character's name? Oh, I'm happy to call him that. I mean, Excellent. given that there's a character called Yakface in the Star Wars universe, right? <laughs> hey, Dr. Mandible. All right. That, that, that's his name now. Brilliant. Come on, Disney. Give us a Dr. Mandible and Yakface Disney Plus spin off series. <clears throat> That her, yeah, I didn't like the cave at all. It was full of full of a whole load of no. Oh, what the weird spider, yeah. whatever they were. With the... No, pass, <laughs> pass. Thank you. Reminded me, everything's reminded me of things that are not very good. Do you remember Lost in Space? Reminded me of the Lost in Space with all the little oh, spiders. Oh, Christ, yeah, you yeah. Hey, I forgot about that. With the, with with the Matt, Matt LeBlanc? Like, the mouse that opened sideways. With Matt LeBlanc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey. That, yeah. And that weird alien monkey Gary thing. Oldman was a bad guy, that was He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Never fear. Oh, I forgot everywhere else. Yeah. It was who right. played the door? Okay. Lisa Silverstone. Her, who, whoever played? No, it wasn't. It was um, uh, the woman from Austin Powers Two. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Uh, you had. So you had Austin Powers Two rather than Boogie Nights. <laughs> I haven't seen Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, the guy that that played Thunderbolt Ross. Yes. He was. Yeah, the, he yeah. was the main character. Don't really think you had an annoying child and an annoying teenage girl who are, as far as I can tell, not in much else. Yeah, I, was, uh, I mean Gary Oldman, right? That's kind of cool. Gary Oldman would do anything. Oh, here's a really weird one. It's got the bloke in it from The Expanse, who's like the leader of the Belta. Um, what what would you call them? At the OPA. Yes. Terrorist yeah. organization. Yes. Or freedom fighters, yeah, the, depending, yeah, on you, you know, depending on your point of view. Do you know what guy I mean? Like their leader. He pro- featured a lot in the first and second series. Yes. Yeah, he was. He, he was in Ch- Chernobyl as well. I don't know if you saw Chernobyl. No, I've still not got around to watching that. Pretty good. Hmm. If I enjoyed it, but yeah. So, I mean, um, it, yeah, I mean, you like Discovery. Only... Matt Mandalorian wasn't bad. It was just not quite as good. No, as... I didn't dislike Mandalorian. I just didn't think it. Like I say, it's just fun to compare the two each week. Yeah. Yeah. We went for a weird dark time for a while there after like 2000 and what's 2005? When did Revenge of the Sith come out? The third. Oh, Revenge of the Sith, the probably three, around four. 2005. 2005, 2006. Because there was a, after Enterprise went off the air and the episode three came out, there was nothing in either franchise for a long time, right? I mean, we had the J.J. Abrams. Well, you had the J.J. Abrams Star Wars films masquerading as Star Trek films, so you can count them, I guess, a bit of both. Do you mean the other way around? No, they were Star Wars films masquerading as Star Trek films. Oh, okay. The, Kel- the first, yeah, 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 right. the first two Kelvinverse films were. That's right. 
as opposed to his Star Wars film masquerading as a Star Wars film. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the next one, Mandalorian. I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, G- I, Gina Carano will turn up again soon. Yeah, she's definitely confirmed in this series. Well, she's she? featured prominently in the banner when you're flicking through the episodes of season two. Oh, yeah, and uh, okay. Carl Weathers is there as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> Carl Weathers? Yeah, he's Carl Weathers. Okay. Yeah. I always getting confused with. Um, Billy D. Williams. It's definitely not Billy D. Williams. I know. Even though they're both now, both in, in Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So it's only been some first impressions of some of the stuff we've played today, unfortunately, because it's only been like a day. Yeah. No, no generation consoles are weird now. I mean, it's weird though, because given a few generations back, we would have only probably had one game to give you an impression of because of how many games you could afford with it. Mm. it's like the fact that you've got stuff like Game Pass now and the fact that old games for old systems are getting patched up to add new features it's, it's or like the PS5 comes with a pack-in free game which we haven't seen like yeah which we haven't thing. seen since Wii Sports I think we were talking earlier yeah, yeah, I, I so. mean there's been any other pack-in games there probably it? have that we're not remembering but I can't think of any I mean I remember the DS and the Vita coming like those AR, AR games with the cards yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. No, I don't know. I actually, yeah, I didn't. Do you remember on the PS1, on the demo disc, but not the games, there was those weird physics play things where you could there was a manta ray and a T-Rex where you could press buttons and I make them move around. I don't know if that was on my disc. I think yeah, I had I an know. We've established before that I had an earlier version of Demo 1 than you did. I yeah, think. yeah. Like, it's a, I don't Mine had these two weird tech demos and... And the T-Rex was literally in a black void. There was no like, scenery <laughs> anywhere. And it was like walking slowly and you could hold a button and it would open its mouth. And <laughs> didn't look very good. I mean, back then it looked good. But... Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I want the equivalent of that on the new consoles. What, the PS5? Yeah. It's like a proper realistic I want looking. a crazy, highly rendered dinosaur that I can just make move with controls. Come on, Capcom. Do Dino Crisis remaster. Come on, anyone. Like do a done... dinosaur game that's not Ark. That's apparently got Xbox One excess enhancements, but yeah. it's also 111 gigs, so I couldn't oh. be bothered to... And oh. it's not very good. And at the moment where their servers are getting hammered pretty hard, it's going to take a while to download. How big is Gears 5 out of curiosity? 75 gig. The, uh... On the on the PC, it's like 130 gig. Okay. So that's pretty it's too much. Yeah. So much. PC must still be running more high-end like textures uh, or something. Flight simulators up there. That's like 112. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, Not worth it. Yeah, um, wasn't worth it. Yeah, Forza was about seventy nine gig as well. Yeah, they're always huge. The racing Massive games, world, isn't it? On the yeah, yeah. Plus all the really high detailed, high textured model of cars. But there's not really a lot going on in the world. There's not like you know, like people are milling around and you've got to program how they react with each other or their shops to go to or really anything like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's a lot. It's not so much. That's all code, right? Game logic is code. That doesn't take up space. It's assets that take up space. CPU stuff in it, less graphics and storage. Yeah, it's more. it's you know it's all the textures. Computation, because that's what I don't know what quality the textures must be on the PC version of Gears of War to take up that like almost double the amount of space. I mean, I I, I still think the only reason it's not the best looking game I've played on PC is because I've recently played Valhalla. It definitely held that I think mm. best looking PC game and ran like a dream. I might download it again actually just to. I tried to plug my computer into my TV, which is a 4K TV. Yes. But I could not figure out for the life of me the resolution was off slightly. So my TV was cutting off the outer edge of my PC screen. So I tried to, the only way around it was to go into the display settings and manually put my own resolution in. Haven't you got one of those? There's a specific NVIDIA app that comes with um... GeForce. No, there's another one. There's a different one. There's GeForce Experience and there is the NVIDIA control panel. Yeah. 
that's what I use. Yeah, the yeah. Nvidia control panel is where you can change the resolution. Okay, um, but it, it didn't. It doesn't work. Weird. It doesn't okay. hold. It doesn't save the resolution, and when it does, the games are really finicky about letting you choose your custom. So you're going to see if your PC could run it in 4K. Yeah. I was going to. That would yeah. be intriguing. But yeah. I mean, I've no doubt it will be able to run stuff in 4K. Just garbage frame rates. Oh, you playing with a mouse and keyboard on the PC or using? No, it depends what uh, Assassin's Creed I'm using. The, that was like I saw like yesterday with someone moaning that the uh, the previous Yakuza ports to PC were bad to play with a mouse and keyboard. I'm like, it's play a, with a pad then. Yeah, I mean, how would you even make that game work with a? Mouse Do you know what doesn't work very well with a mouse and keyboard? Hades. Do you know what Hades says when you load it up? Use a pad. Play with a pad. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. <laughs> Play with a pad, yeah. for the love of God. I mean, mouse and keyboard's got their place for certain genres, but yeah. yeah and if you want to use it for a game like that, play, it's totally fine. you'd want to play a brawler like uh, Yakuza with a mouse and keyboard, it just escapes me. But I mean, use a bit of healthy logic, right, and realise that that's not the top optimised way of playing it, but you can still do it. It's fine. Mm. I mean, Assassin's Creed, it's 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 made for a pad. That's not to say you can't play it perfectly well with a mouse and keyboard if that's what you're used to. Yeah. But it's a pad game. I don't know how yeah, you'd react properly to things. I like, I like What I like about a mouse is it's easy to tell the performance if you don't have a frame rate counter up. Yeah. Because moving yeah. the mouse around, you can see if there's any frame rate drops. Or moving the stick around is a bit too rigid. Yeah, yeah. I know that makes sense. No. But, um, yeah, so I think next time we'll have some more... Yeah, this time hopefully I'll have tried some more stuff on the Xbox, lived with it for a few days, yep. see see how all the quality of life features work. So there does seem to be a, a little bit of buggage with the quick resume feature at the moment. Some games don't seem to be working properly with it. When it works, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, the fact that you just literally drop back well, into... Well, the couple of times I saw it work really well, it sort of caught you off guard. Oh, well, yeah, because oh, like Tony, <laughs> Tony Hawk's, for example, I I haven't played that since last night. So I don't know how many other games I've loaded up to try today, and it still had that stored in the RAM. But at the same time, Yakuza, which is a new Xbox X enhanced game, doesn't seem to be working with it properly, and Forza wasn't either. And so, I can imagine if something's got like a constant online connection. Yeah, so like, like Destiny, for example, it wouldn't work with that because that would boot you to the title screen. Probably. But, mm. but, but yeah, I mean, I even being on the title screen, like with Tony Hawk's, it still saves the, the, the initial load, right? Yeah, you know, not having to load the game up, watch all the developer logos, etc. In the intro, hmm. so yeah, that, that's a good feature. And I'm sure once Microsoft worked the bugs out of it, you know, it's uh, it'll be great. But, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna pour a bunch more hours into. Um, yeah, so I'd imagine sure. we could both probably talk a bit more in depth about these games in the next few days. And obviously, I'll have tried a lot more of the excess patched games. Uh, that uh, are obviously uh, slowly downloading onto my Xbox as we speak. So I mean, we had to look at we had to look at Sea of Thieves. Actually, we didn't mention that, did we? That, that, oh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah, that looks I'm, nice. I'm sure the water effects have been dialed up from the last uh, console. I mean, it, we're probably not the best people to uh, you know be able to tell exactly what the differences are. You have to go and look at Digital Foundry for that. But yeah, it's yeah. really hard when you only have one screen as a reference. Yeah, yeah. It's like a current, you need I also a don't have one like you know really in depth pixel counting software and stuff, but. Are you telling me you can't count pixels by your eyes when we're talking about 4K? No, not when it goes past 1080. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can go up to 1080s. I can go up to 1080, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't count 4,000 pixels. <laughs> That's far too much. Silly effort, me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, but what I can tell you is games look good on yep. the Xbox Series X. And that, I guess, is first day impressions of the start of the next gen. Yep. So, yeah. Join us in episode six for more. Come back next time and we'll have some more second impression yes yeah. save save same final save time same final save channel oh you could have said same final save point yeah 
That would have been perfect. Oh, man, I just thought if, if quick resume becomes a thing, yep. right, across all formats, save points might not be a thing anymore and our name might be redundant. No, no, <laughs> no. Our name will gain a new sense of meaning. Yeah. Because we will be the final save point. Yeah. Not See? Down. It's poetic. Yeah. And we, we, with, with that, I guess we'll leave it for the week. Yep, we planned it. Yeah. Planned it. <laughs>